0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike, with me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds got the win, but it wasn't enough to reclaim the top spot in the group, which means we start the playoffs in Louisville. Let's go!
1: Everything was just falling into place.
0: Bunky Azil cuts inside with this one. terrific on Steven Dos Santos from James, and We got the victory beverage. Hearing hearing that intro just made me uh, realize – well, hearing the intro and then watching the highlights, it made me realize we're not going to have any Matt Geica drops for our intro next year. Like, it seems like every year I go and grab, like, the Geica drops, and that's what we put in our intro.
1: No Geica drops. Can we have Geica just commentate over the highlights?
0: (laughs) We should. We should just –
1: yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, Hey Matt, just
0: like yell some really exciting stuff into a microphone and send it to us. And we'll, and we'll put that in our intro.
1: Uh, or, that's going to be sad. Uh, yeah, is gonna be sad. I, I, I vote. We don't make a new intro with the other announcers. We, we leave this intro for another season until we get our hometown announcers again.
0: Yeah. I'm in favor of that. Kev, do you disagree?
1: No, I second that. I like that. Or okay. third, that third.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Counting's hard. Guys, what's uh what's going on? Josh, what
1: uh, would you guys do this week? Uh I mean it was a busy weekend with uh the game uh, player of the year. We'll talk about that a little bit later uh, for the Steel Army. Then uh, also uh checking out Nico and Kerr's coffee shop. We'll talk about yeah. that later uh,
0: let's talk about it now. Let's do right, it. Cool. So, so yes.
1: So, so what so happened? I don't know where we found out about that. Like I think Kerr just posted it on Instagram and Twitter. Just being like, hey, Grant opening up a coffee shop. We're opening up this weekend. Uh, you know, open up at 7 a.m. Come on down. And it's, we, everyone, like, in the Steel Army and on the board, and, like, we're all like, wait, what? Kerr's opening up a coffee <laughs> shop? What's going on? <laughs> and then, like, after, like, retweeting about it, Kerr, like, clarified. He's like, yeah, yeah, me and Nico are opening up a coffee shop. It's like, what? Like, you and Nico? Like, this is awesome. So, um, if you guys didn't see on social media, uh, so... Us Mongols, we had some curb buttons made. The original plan was to use those buttons uh, for the full 90 this season. So someone would come up to Liz to be on the full 90, they would get a curb button. Uh, So we, you know, had a lot of fun making these buttons in the preseason. We even reached out to Nina, uh, Kerr's wife, and asked her about, like, what his uh, tartan was, like the colors and the design, and she gave us that, and, like, we made sure that was correct on there, and we put six arrows for the six seasons he played and like the yellow it was it was really cool there was a lot of
0: thought put into it yeah it it was was really cool. yeah
1: and uh so we've had these buttons all season and obviously we can't use them for anything so we decided when we saw that um him and Nico were starting up a coffee shop we would give them a lot of those buttons so now if you go to the coffee shop and tell them mongol sent you you'll get a free button along with your purchase so yeah It's, it's, we went there. It was a really cool little shop. I mean, it, uh, I think it used to be called Coffee House. Uh, that's the previous owners had a coffee shop there. Then they closed down and then Kurt and Nico bought it from them. Um, and yeah, they have like a little checkout window. So it was all COVID safe. Everyone had masks and they have a little outdoor seating area, um, all that stuff. So yeah, it's called a garden cafe in the north side. Sweet. That's awesome.
0: That's really, really cool. Anything, anything we can do to support some former players, especially, you know, the Kerr crew um, and Nico, who coached and was such a huge part of this team as well. So that's awesome. Uh, Kev, what did you guys do? What are you up to?
2: Um, I'm looking up the Garden Cafe now. That looks really cool. Um, yeah, no, the weekend was good. Uh, went hiking in the Smokies. Um, got up at, like, 4 a.m. to try to beat the crowds because um, this is, like, peak... Uh, you know mm-hmm. peak fall color time season um, so that was good that was saturday and then i could I, I i thought i wanted to share this this is probably a really dumb story that everyone's i i, I took a little walk before we started recording and uh, there was a woman woman behind me talking on the phone and uh i could i could overhear their conversation and at a point she said yeah didn't you pay 99 for that and i it caught my i was like Why not just say a hundred? Like I don't. Why? Why are you going to say ninety nine dollars? I thought that was just really weird, right? Especially when you weren't the one who bought it. Like you were taught. You're a friend talking, and you're like, "Yeah, didn't you pay ninety nine dollars for that?" I just I thought that was really weird. It's It's a very
1: Seinfeld moment right now. It
2: feels
1: like I'm in an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah,
0: something
2: like right? Isn't that's? It's just it's just odd enough where I would never like. I don't know. I just, I Maybe
1: that. she's in marketing and she knows the value of saying 99 over 100. It makes it sound like it's a better value. It's very popular. You know what? That's that's some Sherlock <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that you guys had uh, productive weekends.
1: How about uh, yourself? What do you do with the weekend?
0: Oh, what did I do? Uh, got a bathroom back in order. Like installed a toilet and a sink, and so now you know our boys aren't brushing their teeth in our bathroom, which is really nice. We don't have toothpaste smeared all over our mirror anymore. Um, we we had we well we're waiting to see what happens. But like you know the whole thing with COVID and wear your damn mask. Uh, you know we uh we've been super careful, and my wife actually had a doctor's appointment on Wednesday. Um went everyone was wearing masks you know there was nobody else in the office and we got a call from her doctor last night letting her know that her doctor has covid so now because Susan was there on Wednesday Susan now has going to go to get a test tomorrow and we're going to see if Susan has any chance of getting it and we had to like let people know last night like hey there's a chance we've seen you between Wednesday and today that she may have it so now we're all just sort of sitting and waiting. We're, we're, we're supposed to get the results in two to five days, two to five business days after she gets the test taken. So hopefully we find out this week. But otherwise, we're like, we're in lockdown mode. We're not going anywhere. Thankfully, we have enough food stored up to last the next few weeks. And like, it's going to be a lot of rice and beans, but we'll be fine. Um, and pizza. We'll make sure we have pizza on uh, on Fridays. I mean, you guys have some chickens,
1: and uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you have a lot of options.
0: I, this is this is very very true. We can have eggs for weeks. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be exactly right. <laughs> what? No, <huh>? yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but we'll we'll, we'll be fine and yeah i didn't want to you know put a downer on it but that was sort of a big event uh especially with everything else going on which we're not going to get into but uh but yeah it's it's here we yeah we're just gonna go on from there anyway so (laughs) on top of all of that the hounds won they needed the three points to have a shot at uh clinching the top spot in group f and uh unfortunately Hartford got their wins as well. So we we ended up finishing the season with 34 points and a plus 29 in goal differential. And uh, Hartford finished with 35 points and a plus 7. So that's just the way it is. You know, I started to think about it the other day where even before the game was played, I was like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, I, I really don't care. Like, at this point, both teams are in. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, listen, listen, listen. Both teams are in. What I cared more about And I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, you know, was how did we look? How did we play? Because regardless, we're going to have to play the games that are in front of us. So whether it was going to be Louisville or it was going to be St. Louis or it's going to be Tampa, it doesn't matter at this point. We We have to go out and we have to play. So I was more interested to see if the team came out and performed the way that we were hoping and we know that they can perform. My question for you guys is Did they do that Saturday? Josh, you were there. Give us the uh give us the view from the stands. What what was your take while you were there?
1: I mean, I didn't feel as negative about this game as I did about the previous game. Um, as far as them looking flat. I now I don't think they looked as good as they have previously. Like this was definitely not a strong performance. Like we shouldn't need a goal in the 90th minute to get us over the hump against the union. You know what I mean? Like that's not where you want to be. But with that said, I did feel like the, the team was better performing than what they have the past couple of games. It it is concerning though, that it did take a late, late goal to get us there.
0: Yeah. So with that in mind and Kev, um, the way you were nodding, I'm, I'm assuming you agree with Josh or do you feel like this is still a team that's on a downward slide? Like we've been talking about performance wise, or do you think that there's a chance that we hit the bottom and this game was our sort of ascent back up to potentially where we could be?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it was the second one. I agree with everything Josh said. I, I think it's, we, we, we looked worse in previous games, but we certainly didn't look back to our best. Um, I don't know if that's, you can't expect that, maybe. Maybe you can't expect an immediate um, you know, return to full form. Um, so maybe this was this kind of transition game that we needed to get out of that. I agree. I think we looked better. But there were st- still a lot of things. And I don't know. I, I, I'm putting this one down. We had the conversation last week of, OK, is it like Lily setting up the team wrong? Or is it the player's fault for just not coming through? I didn't like how he's set up in this game. Um, I thought it was weird how I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't like Ryan James at right wing back. Um mm. I, I he he's not as effective, nearly as effective there as he is at left wing back or in the center midfield. Um I've said it before. I think I think Rayleigh, he's I, I think Rayleigh is a fullback. I don't think Rayleigh is a wing back. I think Rayleigh's good defensively. But I think he falls short when it comes to offensive contributions. And in that system, we rely a lot on these wingbacks with and, and attacking opportunities. Uh, I didn't think Rayleigh, even though he scored, <laughs> I thought he was actually pretty. I thought he was pretty blunt in this game. I think his best position is at that center back position. Um, I would have much liked to to see you know, like James at left wing back and uh, Rivera at right right wing back. Um, I thought, I'll this is almost blasphemous to say, and I'm going to chalk it up to he's still getting his fitness back. But I thought Kenny didn't play particularly well. Um, I thought he was a little flat. I, I think everything kind of slowed down a bit too much when he got on the ball. So there was just a lot of there were a lot of things like that where I think setting up we didn't help ourselves, um, and for the, I mean we still created chances. We we could have and should have maybe scored more than two goals. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there were still some parts of it that it just, it wasn't flowing and yeah, it, it didn't look great.
0: So the, the, you mentioned sort of Ray Lee playing at fullback. One of the things was, and I don't know how late this came out, but Dover was pulled last week at halftime and it sounded like because of like a hamstring twinge or something like that Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if you know dover wasn't a go up until the point that they were doing warm-ups and then he was like you know what i'm not feeling great like i shouldn't go and at that point you're Lily. you're like okay we want dover for the playoffs you sit them so then you start shuffling and you start saying okay well like we'll have james take your spot we'll have lee out left um but you you, you you go ahead. You have no, something on the tip say, of your honestly, tongue.
2: I, I mean, he, I know Lily would never do this, but even in that situation, I w- I, th- I think we'd be better off playing Ryan James left wing back and putting like no, like, I I don't I think like, and putting like Mertz at right wing back because I I think that's that's how much that's how important the wing backs are in this system, and and it, I think it underlines um, how big and important. The likes of dover and james have been to us this season at at, at wingback positions you can say arguably they've been two of our best players i I think they're they're wildly underrated and and in this system they're important and yeah i think especially when we're at home against a team like philly those positions you're going to want them more for attacking outlets rather than pure defensive um kind of solidity and so in that scenario i really think you know like yeah put put martz out there and, and sacrifice him a little bit because obviously his better position is in the midfield but um and and then play like a velarda in the middle uh, or something um i think would be better served for that but i i thought when you put ryan james out there and with his weak you know his stronger foot his his left foot and then you're forcing him to to try to use his right foot which, which he's still fine with by the way but he's just not as good you 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 lessen his performance ray lee's yeah i've said it before he's not he's not a, a wingback and yeah and i think all, all of that combined we just we just looked a little but yeah i mean that that could be the case where yeah i wouldn't risk dover either I, you want everyone in full fitness going into the playoffs and i think that's probably why he's kind of forcing kenny into into fitness I, I my guess is he's still coming back from fitness and that's why he looked flat in this game but it's it's a worthy um it's a worthy kind of sacrifice decision to make uh, in this game to, to help him build up his fitness
0: well something clicked for me a little bit and I, I don't know how true this is but watching this game was where it really sort of hit me um, we were sort of looking back like what happened like what caused the hounds to sort of go on the slide that they did and I know that you know on the steel army discord everybody likes giving Rayleigh a lot of crap um, and I can, I totally agree with you and and what I think Josh, you've said at previous points that I think Ray Lee is a great player mm-hmm. when he's played in the right position, like playing at yeah. fullback and that's fine. But there were a number of times this week where he's going down the left hand side and you see his pass is just a little too heavy or he's hitting the ball to nobody or it just wasn't connecting. And when our outside backs, Kev, as you said, are as integral to our offense as they are, when you go from a system where, you know, literally James stepped into to center mid and did really well for a few games. And I think we had Rivera going at full speed and then Rivera picked up a knock. Like once you start losing those outside backs, like we're in trouble. And I think that might be what happened. It, it disrupted the entire flow of the midfield and the offense to the point that we just... We couldn't make anything. We couldn't overcome that. And so I think my my big hope is that, you know, Dover's at full fitness. James is at full fitness. Kenny is at full fitness. So if that's the case, you have both James and Dover available to go Louisville and you get some of that attacking p- prowess back from the wings. And I, what worries me is that I don't think everything's going to start clicking right away, but that's going to get us back to where we were before Kenny got injured and we were like, Oh crap. Like, you know, here's this team that's firing on all cylinders. Now we lose Kenny. And we, we were able to do okay for a few games. And maybe part of that was who we were playing, but, um, I would argue we did more than okay. Actually. Oh no, 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 no. But I think there were some things there that were going on that we've talked about where like, You know, we start we start experimenting with different systems. Like instead of having the two forwards, or or you make one of the forwards Velarde, and you sort of have that free flowing midfield that we've talked about. We just haven't done that since. We did that for one or two games, and then we pulled back, and we and we're doing something else. So I think there are adjustments that could be made, but if we're falling back into this two forward, you know, it's going to be Duba, it's going to be Mensa system then you need to get some more bodies forward. And I think having those
1: wingbacks available is what's going to do it. I mean, so. we had ton of shots on goal. I think we – 20, I think is what I saw for shots period. Then uh, was it – yeah, eight. Eight shots on target um, compared to their two shots on target. And, like, I don't know. I felt like we were definitely the better team. I don't feel mm-hmm. like there was any moment where I was like, man, I, I, now – if some of those shots on targets would have gone in, do you think you'd feel differently? Obviously we would be winning. So yes, that would be helpful. But (laughs) I mean, they were pretty close. There's a lot of them that were like, wow, that, you know, barely got a save or barely missed. Like there were plenty of opportunities for goals in this game. It wasn't like it felt before where it's like we have zero shots on target and it's like, what's going on.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I guess if, if, if the if the final score line was like 3-1 or 4-1 would we sit back and go okay like we're back to where we were I feel good about Louisville I think you can
2: even I take it know. a step further I, I Josh I think you're completely right even if one of those earlier chances goes in and it's 2-1 and we finish out the game just peppering their goal I th- I think I feel a lot better because then I'm saying well we, we shorted up earlier and it was just, you know, we were coasting towards the end of the game and put, still putting on pressure. And um, so I think you're right. I think we probably, this conversation is painted in the color of when we got that win goal and to be honest, Hartford's result. I think if, if we're sitting here, top of the table, I don't know. But, you know, implicitly, I'm probably saying this was a much better performance than it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also with that is, you know, Ray Lee did get the goal and it, from a beautiful back heel from Mertz, which was yeah, yeah. a super slick looking moment in the game. Uh, and the goal, you could argue, the goal from Ray Lee looked like it was a little bit of good fortune. Uh, it kind of just barely. <laughs> just you can and I will argue that. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was. But you know what? You don't make it unless you kick it. And he kicked it and it, you know, on targets. That's what matters. Um, and then, you know, we are talking about Forbes having a little bit of a slow game. He's the one that had the uh, corner kick and it wasn't for his well-placed corner kick to Dequa. We would have had that goal. So, I mean, like when they needed to show up, they showed up and they, you know, are part of the reasons why we got out of there with a win. So it's. It is a little bit unfortunate that it took so long, but I, I do feel good about the fact that we did have so many opportunities for goals. We were taking those chances. Uh, you know, granted, we had a lot of offside as well, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And I don't know if we want to talk about it yet, but that PK, the the, the the foul, I don't know, questionable, foul. questionable <laughs> foul. Yeah, I don't know. What do you I, I-
2: no i could see I, I see what josh is saying i mean i think it's one of those gray area cases where you've seen it given and you've seen it not given and i i, I
1: just feel really bad when a player is in front of another player and they legit just stop and yeah. then the other player doesn't have time to you know completely stop and it's like oh he ran over me therefore it's a pk it's like seriously you literally right. stop and like push back against the player yeah. that's that's BS to me. Like if it was, you know, him coming up on him from the side and like, you know, getting in the way of him, like, I don't know. To me, it felt like legit, like I'm just going to stop here and let you run into me there. Now Mm -hmm. I get a PK instead of actually, you know, trying to get a goal. Yeah, that's fair. Um,
2: uh, you know, I I just watched it back right now and I'm now on Josh's side. (laughs) (laughs) It was
0: was pretty light. So I got, I got a question here. There would. I don't want to say it was a fiery debate. It was definitely wasn't fiery. It was a, it was a good debate, but Justin and I were chatting in the, uh, in the Mongols chat about um, uh, Dequa versus Mensa. And um, you know, the, the argument, I I think they're both great players, but if you're given the choice between starting Dequa or Mensa, who are you going to take? For me, The eye test, I think it's a no-brainer. It's Mensa. To Justin's credit, he pulled out a crap ton of stats that statistically it looks like Dequa is the better performer, at least in terms of return for time. So, you know, just putting this out there, and I know Justin's probably going to come back on the preview show with those stats to back up his argument (laughs) and slap me down, but just to me it was almost like – it was a no brainer. I was a bit confused, like as to why you would think it wouldn't be Mensa. So Josh, you know, I'm putting you on the spot. If if you have the choice between Mensa or
1: or Dequa to start, who, who are you starting? If this was in a vacuum and uh, let's say the beginning of the season. And I, I do think Dequa has more to offer in the long run. I think if he had been playing with his team the whole time and was gelling more with this team and felt like he was more of a part of this team, I would lean towards Dequa. I do think he has a lot to offer, but he has not been with the team as long and he doesn't have the, he isn't gelling as much with the team as Mensa. Like like Duba, I feel like is a great player as well, but I do think he also has a bit of the fact that he has been in the system longer and has just the familiarity with other players. And it's it just, he gels right now mm-hmm. and more so the Dequa, I think, or at least what we've seen. Obviously, we don't have that much to go off of with Dequa.
0: Yeah. Kev, who are you taking?
2: Now, once again, I completely agree with Josh. I, I think, given more time, if it was if this was in the middle of the season, um, I'd like to see uh, Dequa get a, get a run of games. Um, but I think making such a significant change to the lineup this close to the postseason isn't advisable. And on top of it, I wouldn't say Mens has been particularly I think once again, Mensa. You you need for for, because you can make the same argument about Dos Santos. Both of our forwards, if you don't support them, then they're not. They don't look good. And I think in the past few games, there hasn't been much support around our forwards. I think earlier in the season, something we did great was getting numbers in the box. And and in the past three games, I I haven't seen that. It's it's I there's been maybe one other midfield player making a run in the 18. And I think, I don't know, when you do that, it's just, I think they're getting more and more isolated. And I think that's more and more difficult to do. Dequal comes in as, you know, somewhat of a super sub, has fresher legs going against a more tired defense. And in this, in this game, we were more desperate for a goal. We're throwing more numbers forward. I mean, granted, he gets he gets his goal off, off a corner. So it's not like open play and it's a significant change in that. But I think Dequa probably benefits from that as well. Um, but uh I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to look by Dequa at this moment. He he he's he's put up good numbers for the amount of time that he's been on in the season.
0: You are cra- I did not expect this at all. Like, see, I'm I'm in camp Mensa, and again, that is no discredit to DeQua. I think DeQua is a fantastic player, but I just feel like there are moments of individual brilliance that we've seen out of Mensa that I just not I've not seen out of DeQua. Like, I, I think DeQua is great in the sense that like Nico Brett is great, which again, that's not throwing any shade at Nico Brett, but I think what he has to offer is something very different from mensa like there were times that mensa has been in a corner with three players on them and mensa will take them on and beat them like we don't see that from very many players and so while that may not always show up you know on the on the stat line i think there are some intangibles there that i just haven't seen otherwise so it's it's an interesting question and i that's why like when i when justin mentioned that i was like what you're crazy but the fact that you guys back justin like I, there there's got to be something there that I'm just not seeing. Um, and I so betrayed, no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel betrayed at all. I'm just, I, I'm surprised because yeah. So I,
2: no, I he's a really good player. I think he, he, he thrives more like any player when he has more support and players around him. And I think in the past few games, when, when he goes missing in games, it's because we're not giving him the support he needs.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I guess let us know what you think. I don't want to turn this into a like you know deco versus Mensa thing. (laughs) So maybe don't let us know what you think. Just keep it to yourself. You have your own theories and your thoughts. (laughs) You're either on my side or on everyone else's side, so it's fine. (laughs) Guys, anything else about this game uh, that you want to touch on here before we talk about some stuff before we get to Louis? Uh,
1: I mean, they got the win. That's that's all we we. Get asked for, you know what I mean? And yeah. by the way, two games I went to this season, they won both times. I'm I'm not saying it's because of me. I'm just saying, so just
0: let Josh into the rest of the games. Exactly. Next year, we have a yeah. whole
1: playoff game. Maybe think about it.
0: Can we Can we like make you like like an unofficial like crew member that like you're just there on the grounds crew or something, just like standing on the sideline? We <laughs> we might be able to pull that off, right? maybe We know, know some people. people. I know some people. Well, yeah. <laughs> do that. Speaking of being on the field, Josh, you uh, you were there to present the Steel Army Player of the Year Award, and it went to...
1: Ryan James, which Ta-da. someone we talked about a little bit ago about, you know, arguably one of the better players of the season. Well, I can tell you, according to the Steel Army, uh, with the voting, he pretty much ran away with it. Mm-hmm. I think he had almost half the votes for for player of the year, which is a pretty large margin for a player. Like it's very rare. You get someone who just like completely runs away with it. Yeah.
0: No, well-deserved for sure. We, we, it feels like we spend almost every episode talking about Ryan James. Um, so continues the great tradition of, uh, you guys got the picture taken on the field, even with all your masks on, and yeah, uh, you got yeah to and it, it was ward.
1: questionable at first. I didn't think it was going to happen, and then you know, luckily the Hounds were able to uh, make it happen. Got me in there as well. We had a couple of player or a couple of board members who were also uh, either happened to have tickets to that game that was the one they got, or people had guest slots available, so they were able to get in through the guest slot. So you know, Maria helped out and got Don there, and it was it was a good time. Like it was it was nice to have at least some of the board there and be able to present it on the field um you know it was like in front of like i think like seven people in the steel yeah. army section but still <laughs> it counts we still it, got it, it in there so it counts
0: <laughs> yes yes indeed um so yeah kudos to to ryan james it's been a fantastic season um, we're going to end up doing sort of a, a, a season wrap-up show. We're going to bring everybody, all the Mongols crew in together for one big show. But uh, it felt like now wasn't the right time because we still got business to take care of this weekend. Uh, we traveled to Louisville uh, to play at 7.30 Saturday. Um, basically, the way the playoff structure is, uh, whoever wins this game will play the winner of the other game from our two groups. So basically... Um, we have Hartford and they're playing St. Louis because (laughs) Indy imploded again. Um, and so if we win, we will, we will play the winner of St. Louis and Hartford. And then the winner of that game will go on to play in the Eastern conference finals against whoever else is left from the East. So it's interesting that, you know, it's sort of in group still kind of, um, until you get to the finals, but it's a thing. So the structure, uh, just so you know, everybody's on the same page, is that it, they're one and done games, right? You, you, there's no multiple games. Whoever wins this, that's it. You move through. If you're tied at the end of the game, we go to extra time, which is two 15-minute halves. There's no golden goal. So there are going to be 10 goals scored in those two 15-minute halves. doesn't matter. If you're still tied at the end of that, as we are somewhat familiar with, you go to a shootout, and then the winner of the shootout moves on. Um so last time we played Louisville was uh was it our f- I think it was our first game it was our first game of the season. Yeah. We won 3 to 1 in Louisville. Um yeah, but uh, after losing against us and then they lost to St. Louis the following week, Louisville didn't lose again all season. Um they've won their last 6. So um yeah, Louisville, you know, we we obviously have a bit of history. <laughs> well, look, we have a bit of history. It feels like every year we have this conversation where it feels like the playoffs lead through Louisville. Like that's just that's just how it is. And every year Louisville gets hot at the end of the season. So what what we, how how are we feeling about this? Like I, I don't know how I feel about this. Kevin, you're shaking your head like no. Is that like feel, how can
2: how can anyone feel good like about this situation? I I mean you can feel good, but like <laughs> we're we're like we're not you know we finished the season not playing our best right uh you know yeah Louisville on such a streak that they are uh i mean it's it's Louisville we're away from home maybe it'd be different if we're home i mean no they're like yeah you'd rather play st louis you you'd rather be at home uh and and we're not in both of these scenarios and so yeah i mean like i don't know i, I still i'm not saying that like I I think it's going to be a very good game, a game that we're equally uh, able to win. But you can't say you feel good about it. You can feel excited about it. It's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be great. But you can't say, like, no, we're
0: going to win. Like, how could you? So you're saying that you're nervous to lose, not excited? No, to no, no, I I'm,
2: I'm
0: <laughs> past all this. And you need to drop. I'm tired of that. <laughs> uh, Sunday Sunday put a real damper on you, didn't it, Kev? Josh, how are you feeling about this one?
1: Um listen, I mean it's it's I feel like the chips are stacked against us in this situation because of the things you mentioned. We are kind of not going into the playoffs hot. We're kind of just middling right now. Um, And our season hasn't really been the type of season that will, you know, forge us into a well-oiled machine ready for Louisville. It's been kind of a, you know, middling season against some less than average teams That isn't exactly going to help us, you know, get ready for a big opponent like Louisville. Um, But with all that said, I mean, this is the playoffs and it can definitely happen. I don't feel like it's impossible. I don't feel like it's like over before it starts. And I'm looking forward to us starting the playoffs the same way we started the season, you know, beating Louisville. That's that's where it's going to be. So I'm excited for this game. It's, It's definitely kind of feels like we're taking on the biggest opponent first which could be a good thing, you know what I mean? Like, you have to fight the the biggest, you know, person in the uh, playoffs eventually, so you might as well just get it over with right away. I I agree with that in the sense that
2: um, it feels like, like, in all the previous playoffs, you have to fight for the right to, like, get to the big dance. I feel like we're starting – I mean, this is the biggest game that you could hope for, right? I mean, Louisville is the people that, like, we have to – you know, beat if we ever want to claim that we're superior in anything. And so the fact that we get them first round away from home, I mean, yeah, it stacks up perfectly.
1: And another thing that I found interesting and kind of like a storyline thing that was kind of was a little bit concerning to me was St. Louis getting that win over Indy. And that was supposed to be their last game ever because the team, was folding after the season like they're no no longer going to be a team so going into it thinking that you know if the you know everything lines up we would be in first place and they would be in second place and we would fight them i did not really look forward to being like hey we're going to be the ones who knock you out uh or like you know they're on this you know storybook type of end of the season and trying to fight for their, their lives and the last season ever and like i i don't really like the. The thought of that like that narrative doesn't look good for us as far as like the motion behind that game so i was like you know what i kind of hope uh they get knocked out uh who who are they playing again i can't remember who they're playing against hartford Uh, Hartford. you know hopefully hartford uh you know knocks them out and then we don't have to do that but then we have to play hartford and that's weird because it's the second game of the season and or of the playoffs it's like really we have to play in group now this is stupid
0: I mean that would be interesting because you know everyone has said that Group F was so weak and if it turns out that it's us and Hartford in the next round after beating <laughs> Group B, like that'd be a bit telling.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know. I, like I, don't, I don't know how to feel about this one because I, you know, we talked a lot about how it felt like the trajectory of the teams. Right? It felt like Indy was on a downward trajectory and they ended up not making it in. You had St. Louis was on an upward trajectory and they made it in. You have us that were sort of on a downward trajectory. I'm really hoping that like this past game and what goes on this week is us just sort of rediscovering that spark. And we, we we're not, I don't think we're going to be the team of, you know, five or six weeks ago when we were winning five, nothing or six, we're not going to be that team, but can we be the team that walked into Louisville and came away with a three, three to one win? Yeah, I think we could do that. Um, you know, now Louisville has Cameron Lancaster who they didn't have, I believe in that game. They got him back later. He has 10 goals and 16 appearances. I watched the highlights from the game. His hair is off. I don't know what it is with Louie and like bad hair, but like he's got these frosted tips that are straight out of boy band nineties. And it's just, it's really, really bad anyway. Um, so, you know, our defense will have a job that they're going to have to do, but I- considering that Louisville knocked us out a few years ago, considering just sort of our back and forth history, considering that this would be the first playoff game at Lynn family stadium, like it'd be a bit storytellish if, you know, we show up in Louisville, you know, are looking at it like we're the one seed and we knock them out just like they knocked us out when we were the one seed. So yeah, I could see this game going one of two ways. I could see us, you know, going up and you know, winning by two goals and sort of holding on, or I could see us, you know, looking somewhat listless and losing three nothing. So, I don't know. Give yeah, me, just
1: it's hard. It's hard when it's Louis in the playoffs because that has not been our strong suit to say the least.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I will say that it's interesting that. <laughs> in previous years of doing the show, it's been like, we made the playoff. Like we'd get so excited. And now we're like, eh, we got Louisville in the first round. Like, I feel like we've been spoiled in many, many ways. Well, it's also the season took a very different direction. Right. I think
2: a few games ago, we got a little uh, cocky and like, well, of course we're going to finish first and we're blowing everyone away. And it's, you know, is our group just really bad, and now we're like second in the, in the group, and <laughs> we have to play you know our first game away against Louisville? So I think it, it's definitely taken a turn.
0: Yeah. So give me uh let's. We're gonna make it official. I can't. I can't wishwash here either. Give us a give us a score prediction, Josh. How do you see this uh, end who, up? who out of the three of us is gonna predict a loss? Like no one. We're all gonna predict
2: a win.
1: <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> nice making some faces here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be typical Josh, and I'm going to say 3-1, just like we started the season. We're going to go in there to their house, and we're going to embarrass them uh, in their new stadium. It's going to be great.
0: I'll make I'll make the pizza, the 3 nothing pizza, the Lily special, just for like good luck. Kev, what I mean, do you think I is going to happen?
1: But okay. Well,
0: I, I know you said 3-1. <laughs> I'm saying I'll make a Lily special pizza. Kev, what are you saying? I mean, like, I, I could see this. I don't know. I, I was going to say I could
2: see this being toasted off in, uh, in action, but I'm not even sure about that. I'll say a 1-0 win. I think it would be tight. Um, even though we haven't been great at keeping clean sheets of late, um, even, you know, we went on a uh, great run where we did it. Um, but uh, I think that's the only way we we get anything positive out of this game is if we find our defensive form again. Um, because I think if this if this turns into an open game that's back and forth, um, I think Louisville's going to take
0: it. I think it goes nil nil to a penalty shootout, and then it's all bets are
1: off. And then I Ryan, think, I mean not Ryan, sorry. Then and then, <laughs> and then uh, Lee gets the game-winning goal in the shootout.
0: Uh, you you want to talk about redemption? Because right, right. two years ago he was the one that missed against what was it? Beth Steel was Beth Steel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if Lee is if Lily still has Lee on the field at that point, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Then uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah. Ooh ooh man. I mean, look. Regardless, this is it, man. Like again, we've talked about. We didn't think that we would make it past a few weeks in the season, and here we are in the playoffs. So obviously there have been ups and downs. It's an abbreviated season. Um it all comes down to this. So yeah, I guess in the end, none of us really picked a loss. We were sort of like hemming it. We could see a loss, but we didn't pick a loss. So uh so that's what we think. Let us know what you think. Guys, any any other last words here before uh you know we start doing playoff shows?
1: It was a great season you know what i mean like enjoy the fact that it was a good season of the hounds that we did look strong for most of the season uh and I, I would argue the whole season we've looked pretty good and it's it's been fun
0: yeah i mean the fact that you know even when we win we're like mm, i don't know we didn't look great doing it like again there's other teams that would be like yeah but you won so like take <laughs> it and go so um so yeah i agree it,
2: it is kind of ridiculous we, i know one of you
0: mentioned it briefly
2: but it's ridiculous that we finish second and hartford finished first when you look at our goal differential i mean it's
1: like the goal <laughs> differential
2: is just insane what um i don't have it in front of me but i know ours is in the high 20s we're 29, plus 29. hartford's
0: hartford, at plus seven
2: yeah, <laughs> i mean like to the, to the point where i think we have a serious conversation and and, and josh you, i think you brought it up in previous weeks about the whole scheduling thing where they didn't have to play the same out-of-group games that we did. And, um, you know, the fact that we have that much more in our goal difference and, you know, we beat them in our series of games against them and they had a different schedule. I mean, it's, I don't know. It it sounds like sour grapes and part of it actually is. But, I mean, it's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous that hartford finished first and we finished second it's simple kev we have to we would end up having to play louisville regardless no right? but so i is think it's the home field thing mike like that's that's the biggest thing for me is like I mean, it, it's different than going into louisville's newly built stadium where we're gonna have fans and blah 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 and you know the travel and maybe have a bad sleep on a hotel bed or something you know like just stuff like that where you know, and in and in, in Highmark is a different field. It's a bit, it's a bit smaller. We know how to play there with the AstroTurf and everything. So I don't know. I, I think any advantage. I mean, it, in the playoffs, especially against Pittsburgh versus Louisville, fine margins are, are what's going to define the game. And any kind of fine margin advantage we can get, is going to be beneficial. And I just it annoys me that we have to <laughs>
0: play away. you're this- right. This galvanizes we, we, me even more. We go into Louie, we beat Louie, and then we go and we take out a revenge on Hartford and we beat them like six nothing. Like we 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 pull a Birmingham on them and just smash them to the point that my kids feel bad for the opposing team. And like that's just <laughs> that's what we do. We we make our point. We take their plus seven and shove it down their throat to make yeah. it a negative for the end of the season. Done. It,
1: it, yeah, in this year, you know, like it, COVID, all that kind of stuff. I understand why it, it's not a an even season. It's not a fair season. But this is something that I want to see change so badly. Like I want to see balanced schedules yeah. from here on out. Like how, how, what do we have to do to get a balanced schedule? Cause I, I do think there is a lot to be said about the fact that no schedule has been balanced. Like the one season we had a balanced schedule was fantastic. So.
0: Well, and I'm not even asking for a balanced schedule, but the fact that like games that were played outside of the group were counted towards the group ranking like that doesn't make any sense like just everybody plays everybody else in the group and so the whole point is to figure out who the best team in the group is so don't count games from teams outside the group it's that simple and like why the usl chose not to do that i don't know it's 2020 knows, <laughs> exactly really huh well all right guys that's what we think you let us know what you think go hounds Uh, we got we got that that sounded like it was on downer I was trying I was being serious there anyway (laughs) Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about some other stuff in the after show Uh, probably not hounds related so if you're interested in that head over to mongols.com, click on support the show to become a Patreon follower. $1 a month gets you access to all of the after shows, which sometimes are topical. Sometimes are just completely random things. Um, we got a couple of interesting topics for tonight. Uh, talking about talent between USL and other things and things like that. So if you're interested in that, head over to mongols.com, click on support the show, uh, become a Patreon follower. We really appreciate everyone who has thus far. And, Patreon followers are part of the reason why we were able to make those really cool curve stickers and like, or or buttons and we make stickers every year and things like that. Like we're not pocketing any of that money. We turn it around to do really cool stuff to give back to you guys. So um, we appreciate all the help we can get. This is your weekly reminder. The black lives matter. Go get the latest steel army shirt, love Pittsburgh, hate racism, black lives matter over SteelArmy.com. That's still the latest shirt, right? Josh, you guys don't have a new shirt.
1: Yeah, we uh we actually uh, when you go to the website and click on merch, that's where it takes you. It takes you to right. the Teespring for our Black Lives Matter shirt. Awesome. Uh, weekly reminder to wear your damn mask.
0: Um, you know, obviously there's a lot going on right now, and if people just wore their mask, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. Um, so you know, keep that in mind. Wear your mask. And speaking of masks, we got some awesome masks made by our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team or masks at roughneckscarves.com. Tire of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas. Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.